If he draped over the sechach, a vine, still attached to the ground, or a gourd which is still attached to the ground, this is also a plant with lots of branches which can stretch a large way, some sort of ivy, all of these things, as long as they are attached to the ground, they are invalid for sechach. So if somebody draped that over the sechach, such that there is more of the ivy or the other plants which are attached to the ground, there's more than that than there is sechach. Or if it was the other way around, if he first draped these over the roof of the sukkah, and then with sikh al he placed sechach over the ivy or over the grapevine, or the gourd, in any of these cases, pasula, this is an invalid sukkah, since the majority of the sechach over here is invalid. However, if the amount of sechach was more than the amount of the invalid sechach still attached to the ground, and the Gemara explains, at least according to the way that many understand, that not only does the sechach have to be the majority, but you also have to mix it in together with the ivy and whatever plant may be still attached to the ground. If you mix it all together, then we apply the rule of Bittul Baroiv, where something is nullified to the majority, and the majority sechach nullifies the ivy or the vine, or whatever plant there may be, and we view it all as the sechach. So that is one way that the sukkah could still be valid. Or, if he cuts off the ivy or the vine or the gourd from the ground, once it is cut off the ground, it is now valid for be, to be used as sechach. So in that case, kashayah would also be valid. And the truth is, there is a rule when it comes to making a sukkah, the Torah says, Chaga is tase. You should make the Yom Tov of Sukkos. And we learn from there that when you make a Sukkah, it has to be Tase Velomina Osui. You have to actually make the Sukkah. You have to be the one who places the suk- the Sukkah down for the sake of the Sukkah. And it cannot be that it is already automatically made as a Sukkah. Now, according to that rule, if there was ivy, let's say, draped over the Sukkah, and there was more ivy than the Sukkah, so it was invalid. And so you've got the walls, and you've got all of the sechach and the ivy placed above the walls, and it's considered an invalid sukkah. By cutting the ivy from the ground, you didn't actually change anything on the sukkah itself. Which means that it's true that the ivy is now considered to be valid sechach, but you're stuck with the problem of tasevilomena osui. That from the moment the sechach was valid, everything was in place already. You didn't actually change around anything on the sukkah to make the sukkah. And so the only way it would be valid in this case is if after you cut the ivy from the ground, then you lift it up and put it back down onto the onto the sechach, onto the roof of the sukkah, only then is it considered to be that you are actually making the sukkah. Alright, ends off the Mishnah with an important rule, Zaklo, this is the rule. What can be used for sechach? And the following is learnt from Psukim. Kolshum kabul tumah, anything which can receive tumah, it can become tomei, even if right now it's not actually tomei. But the point is, it can become tomei, and that really includes most things which have been made into real utensils. It's not in the state that it was when it was picked from the ground, or if it's something which, for if it's something which didn't even grow from the ground at all, then in Saklimba you cannot use that as sechach. Only something which cannot become Tomei. And it did grow from the ground, you can use that as Sechach. And as we said, that is learnt from Psukim. Mishnah, hey, we're now going to see another ramification of the rule of Tasev Lemina Osui. 
that you have to make the sukkah, it can't just be made automatically. And as the Mishnah tells us, Chavile kash v'chavile eitzim, the chavile zradim, bundles of straw, or bundles of wood, or bundles of branches, special type of softer branches, a masakim bohem one cannot make those as sukkah. And when the Mishnah says bundles, that means that there are at least 25 branches in the bundle. And these things were often used for fueling a fire. Now, if they would be used to fuel a fire, they would work better for the fire if they were dried properly. So often one would put this on the roof where there would be more sun, and the sun would dry them, and then they would take them down and use them for a firewood. And this was usually only done with bundles of the branches, not just individual branches, but only large bundles of them. And with Rabbonon, one cannot use these bundles as sukkah. Why? Because we are concerned that you might come to place them on the roof in order to dry them out, and then you realize it's sukkah's coming along, and so you decide, you know what, I'm going to leave them over there, and use them as sukkah, I'm going to leave them on top of this hut, I'm going to sit under the hut on sukkahs, and that's going to be my sukkah. If you were to do this, it would be an invalid sukkah. Why? Because of the rule of ta'asevelomina osui. Before he decided to use it as a sukkah, the bundles were not there for shade, the bundles were there for the sake of drying. It's not just that they were put there for shade, but not for the sake of a sukkah. We saw Machlech's stream with Shaman Mishilal about that earlier on. Over here, they weren't even placed there for shade. They were placed there for storing there in order for them to dry. And so that is not considered to be a valid sukkah at all. Once you decided to leave them there for the sake of shade, if you don't, if you don't actually do anything to change the sukkah itself, and you just leave it there, so you've got a problem of Tasev and also that it's already made into a sukkah. You didn't actually change anything on the sukkah. So Medjab Bonon, one is not even allowed to place the bundle there originally with the intention of using it as sukkah. In case you'll come to putting it there to dry and then changing your mind and keeping it there as sukkah. So Medjab Bonon, you can't even place it there in the first place for the sake of sukkah. However, the Chulon Tiran, all of these bundles, if you untie them, then Kashayres, then they are valid for the sake of Sukhach, because once they are no longer in bundles, they will not be confused with bundles which are spread there to dry. Because one only puts bundles to dry, not individual branches. And therefore, if somebody put these branches individually on top of this Sukkah, even if he didn't do it for the sake of Sukkahs, but he did it for the sake of shade, so according to Beis Hillel that we learnt earlier on in the Perak, even something which was placed for regular shade, but not for the sake of the sukkah of the mitzvah, that is still considered to be valid. As the Mishnah says, kashayris, that would be valid. Alright, now the Mishnah ends off by telling us that all the invalid types of sukkah, which we have learnt about in the past two Mishnayas, that is only when it comes to the sukkah, that is the main part of the sukkah. The whole name of sukkah comes from the name sukkah. But the Mishnah says, All the types of invalid sukkah are valid for the sake of the walls of the sukkah. The walls can be made out of anything, because the real part of the sukkah is only the sukkah. It's true that it needs walls as well, but the thing which makes it into a sukkah is the sukkah. Mishnah of Allah is that if somebody lives in a house whose roof is technically made up of valid sukkah, let's say it's made of wooden boards which are flat so they can't become tome, and it's wood, so it came from the ground, and he lives in that house the entire year round, and the roof is valid sukkah. The loch is that that is not considered valid sukkah, because that it was made for the house, so it wasn't made for the sukkah at all, and you're effectively living in the house. At the end of the day, on sukkahs, you have to live under sukkah, and you cannot call the roof of your house sukkah. Midrabonon, everybody agrees that wooden beams, which are at least four tfachim wide, 
cannot be used as sukkah, even if that's not on your house all year round. If let's say you build up a whole new sukkah for sukkahs, and now you want to place wooden beams on top of the roof to be used as sukkah, Midrabbonon, that is forbidden, in case one comes to use the roof of his house as the sakhach, and he comes to just eating and sleeping in his house over sukkahs. As well as that, everybody agrees that wooden beams which are narrower than three tfachim, they can be used as sakhach since they will not be confused with the beams which are sometimes on roofs of houses, since the beams on roofs of houses are much wider. So if the beams are only three tfachim or less, then they can be used as sakhach. The machreks in our Mishnah concerns beams which are between three and four tefachim wide. According to Rabbi Yehuda and the one can use these boards which are between three and four tefachim wide as his sechach. Just like in many areas of halacha, four tefachim is considered to be a significant distance, and anything less than that is considered insignificant. So to over here, it will not be confused with the beams of our actual house. However, Rabbi Meir forbids this, because he holds that if it's between three and four tefachim, it can still be confused with beams of a house. It's similar to that size. Only if it is less than three tefachim wide, only then is it considered insignificant. For example, like we find in the halachas of Lovud. Lovud is the principle that anything within three tefachim of something else, we view it as if that's not a gap at all. We view it as if it's connected. So you see that three tefachim is considered insignificant. And therefore, only if it is less than three tefachim, may the beams be used as his rach. And the second half of this Mishnah discusses an important halacha Mish Messinai, a tradition which we have dating back to Moshe from our Sinai, and that is the concept known as Doifen Akuma. And this unique concept, which is halacha Mish Messinai, the concept states that if you have, let's say you've got fools of your sukkah, and you've got sechach on the roof, but the sechach does not reach the wall. So if there is a wide gap between the end of the sechach and the wall of the sukkah, then that wall is not considered to be part of the sukkah. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that the sukkah will not be kosher. It could be it is a very valid sukkah because there are another three walls, and you don't need four walls. But if one of the three walls is separated from the sechach, then that wall is not considered to be part of the sukkah. However, now comes the concept of Dofin Akuma. If, let's say, the sechach stops within four amas of the wall, but instead of there being an empty space between the end of the sechach and the wall, there is a material which is not valid to be sechach. So let's say it didn't go from the ground, or it can become tomei. And that is placed on the roof in between the end of the sechach and the wall. So in that case, we say Dofin Akuma, which means that we view it as if the wall, the wall which we're talking about over here, which isn't right next to the sechach, as if the wall bends at the top, and the top of the wall reaches the sechach. We sort of view the part of the roof which is invalid sechach as an extension of the wall, such that we can view the wall as if it bent, and the top of the wall is going sort of diagonally the wall, and the top of it is at the edge of the sechach. And that way this wall can be counted as part of the sukkah, and if it's the third wall then it will make a difference to whether the, su- the sukkah is valid or not. And again, this is a unique halach of Sinai, and Misha tells us that Nasan Aloha Neser, if he puts on it on the roof a wooden board, which is four Tfachim wide, and the truth is it could even be up to four Amas wide. It could be that the Mishnah talks about Tfachim because the previous part of the Mishnah concerned a board which was just on the four Tfachim wide. Be as it may, this Halacha Mishmasinai applies up to four Amas, so Kashaira, the Sukkah, will be valid, that wall is considered to be part of the Sukkah. However, very importantly, the Mishnah adds, will actually Shantachtov, as long as he does not sleep underneath that part of the Sukkah. And that makes a lot of sense, because the whole concept of Nakuma means that we view it as if the wall is sort of going diagonally, and the top of the wall reaches the edge of the Sukkah. So if you're sleeping underneath that wooden board, you're effectively sleeping underneath the wall, you're sort of outside of the Sukkah. 
and so the sukkah is still valid and the wall is considered to be part of the sukkah but that part of the sukkah underneath the wooden board is not considered to be a valid part of the sukkah Mishnah Zion, this Mishnah is a continuation of more the first half of the previous Mishnah and again it would be Huda and Meir's Machlekes sort of continues into another case and that is a case where you have Tikra a roof made up of wooden beams which does not have any plaster on it yet in general when they made roofs they would put wooden boards on the roof and then plaster it if there is plaster on the roof already then there's no way you could ever use that as Sakhach because the plaster itself is invalid Sakhach intrinsically we're discussing a house with a roof with just wooden boards on it. And again, the wooden boards are between three and four tefachim wide. Now, we learned already that if it's part of a house where one lives all year round, then with a racer, the wooden boards are not valid sechach because it's part of your house. The roof of a house can never be used as sechach. The question is, is there a solution? Is there some way that you could end up using those boards as the sechach in your house? So according to Rabbi Yehuda, this is a machlekes between your base Shammai and base Hillel. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Beis Shammai, Shammai holds that Mephakpeik, one needs to loosen the boards, so if they're connected together with, let's say, nails, so you would have to unscrew the nails, and also take one board in between all of the boards, so you have to take out every other board. The truth is, the Gemara explains that the only thing you need to do is take out every board. It's as if Beis Shammai had said that even if you have loosened the boards, that's not enough, but you also have to take out every other board. But if, let's say, after you took out every other board, you're left with boards on the roof which are still nailed into the roof, and are still fixed parts of the roof, that would still be okay once you have taken away every other board. Once you take away half of the roof, then that's definitely not considered a roof anymore, even that which is left on the roof. It's not considered to be a real roof of a house anymore, so those wooden boards which are left are considered to be valid sechach. As well as that, there is no problem of tasev lemina osoi. We've seen already that whenever you make a sukkah, it can't be that it's already made. You have to actually do it and make the sukkah yourself, you have to make the sechach yourself. So in this case, Kuntuvay's Shammai, by taking away half of the boards, you're also, you're sort of affecting and changing the Sakhach, so the boards which remain are considered to be valid Sakhach. And this is only according to Rabbi Yehuda in the previous Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda is going according to his own opinion that boards which are between three and four tefachim wide do not appear to be beams of an actual house, and therefore can be used as Sakhach. So effectively, there were three problems which come to be Shammai by taking away every other board, you have dealt with those problems. The first issue was Mid-Eraisa, that it's considered invalid Sakhach because it's, your, it's the roof of your house. The second problem was that even if Mid-Eraisa is not considered the roof of your house, but Jabonin is forbidden to use wooden boards in case somebody comes to use their, the roof of their house as their Sakhach. So that problem is solved by the fact that it's less than four tefachim, the remaining boards and a contrary hood, that's okay. And the third problem is tasev lemina osui, and that is also solved by working on the sechach and taking away every other board. We still remember by still saying a fact like only It's enough either to loosen the boards or to take away every other board and leave the remaining ones nailed down into the roof or into the walls, meaning it's a fixed part of the roof. So on the base Hillel, even just by loosening the boards and unscrewing them, already made it a right, so there's no problem, because it's no longer considered to be the roof of a house. And even with Jabon, there's no problem, because since the boards are less than four fucking wide, even though they are on a house, once you have now shown that this is not a regular roof of a house, then it's okay. 
and the boards are valid, then also there's no problem with Tasa Vilimina because the unscrewing and the loosening of the boards is enough to be considered a effect that you are having on the Sakach, that you are now laying the Sakach. So that's a contribute Huda that Bishama and Basil argue on this point. However, Rabbi Meir says that everybody agrees that Nutal Achsim to make it valid, you have to take out every other board, the Enema Fakpaik, and you don't unscrew it or loosen it because that won't help. The only way is to actually bring valid sachach, and also you remove every other board to fill those gaps with the valid sachach, and only that way will the sachach and also the wooden boards become valid, because once you've added real sachach, there's no longer a concern that it will be confused with the beams of a house. So once you do add the valid sachach, even the wooden beams will be considered part of the sachach.